1: Hello and welcome to a special edition from Signal from Christians in Media. That's right, we've rebranded to make it a little bit more obvious about what we do. And this is a special episode for today for Anti-Slavery Day. I had the chance at the Church and Media Conference to catch up with Molly Hodson, who is the UK's IJM, that's International Justice Missions, Communications Director, to talk about the importance of Anti-Slavery Day, which is today on October the 18th. I hope you enjoy this special edition of Signal as I chat to Molly about how slavery in the media is being portrayed and the struggles to keep it on the top of the news agenda.
0: I'm Molly Hudson. I come from a place called No Man's Land in the New Forest but I currently live in Camberwell.
1: Okay and um, what do you do at IJM or maybe explain to for anyone that doesn't know what does IJM do uh, around the world and specifically what do you do for them here in the UK?
0: International Justice Mission is the biggest international anti slavery organisation. Uh, we work all around the world to find out where people are trapped in slavery and mm-hmm. we partner with police and local authorities to go and rescue people from slavery and importantly to prosecute traffickers and slave owners so that they can't harm anyone else.
1: Got it. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what you do there.
0: I'm the communications director for IJM UK, which means that I look after all of our work with media. I do a lot of work as well with our public affairs. So how we engage government in understanding slavery and what's the best way to tackle it, um, as well as all of our digital content. So quite a broad job.
1: Yeah. Slavery is one of those um, issues that always has persisted throughout human history (laughs) and keeping it on the media agenda must be quite a tough job, I would imagine, because it's something that comes up again and again. And how do you keep that message persisting with media when you're talking to them? How do you stop the message fatigue kind of setting in? What are you guys doing around that?
0: So I think what's really interesting is that although slavery has persisted for a number of years, I think a lot of people think that slavery ended 200 years ago Mm. when William Wilberforce managed to abolish the transatlantic slave trade uh, in the UK. And actually, the reality is that there are more people in slavery today than if you added up the entire transatlantic slave trade put together. So that's Mm. 200 years of the transatlantic slave trade put together. Um, So 40 million people around the world, men, women, children, who are living in the most appalling kinds of conditions. And I think what's really interesting about slavery today is that it's not necessarily physical chains that we kind of remember from historical images of slavery, but the chains are no less brutal and no less real. So it's more about violence and deception and fear that are keeping people trapped in mm. situations that like, are actually pretty unimaginable. And I think when you talk to media, it's interesting because a lot of them don't really know that either. Loads of people today, if you ask them, what does slavery look like today? Wouldn't know. Mm. Like, I don't know whether you would know, but... No. Um, I think when you start to actually uncover some of these stories and tell human stories and saying actually what slavery looks like today is a boy trapped in a factory making high-heeled shoes, living in the same room, eating, sleeping, working in a stifling heat, can't leave, watches some of his friends try and leave, they get caught, they get brought back, they get beaten with iron rods and tortured with long needles. Mm. That is actually what slavery looks like today. And it's, and it's harsh and it's brutal, and, and that's why we need to stop it. So I think when you tell people that, it's obviously really shocking. Mm. A lot of people are pretty distressed.
1: But it's also an issue that is hard to necessarily put on the front pages it's a hard issue to keep bringing back up with media it's a tough topic to talk about it's not something that naturally sells papers in particular or people really want to lead with every morning on the nine o'clock news so one of the things that you guys are involved in is what we're recording today is the 18th of october is not only the church and media conference but it's also anti-slavery day tell us a little bit about why that's so important in the media agenda and how that's helping you guys get that message out
0: Anti-slavery day is um, a really important day because it gives us a reason to talk about this issue and you're right it is a difficult issue to talk about it's not it's really uncomfortable it's uncomfortable for a lot of us because actually slavery is in the supply chains of loads of the clothes that we wear and the products we buy and the phones we use so it's something that is connected to us but actually that's a really uncomfortable thing to think about so and the stories are so dark. But I think we have to address them and I think the media is actually starting to do more to talk about this and I think that's really important and Anti-Slavery Day is a really key date in the year for making sure that media do um, give this issue the profile it deserves.
1: Is it the type of issue that you are now getting more proactivity from media that you speak to to come forward and ask for stories? Is that something that they are already anticipating or does it still feel like something you're having to push into those kind of diary books to make it happen?
0: definitely still a lot of pushing to be done um but i i'm encouraged that actually we are starting to have more people approach us as well and i think that um we need to be creative in how we make sure that the stories that we're pitching to media are ones that they can run and that serve their purposes too i think one of the really difficult things about slavery is that um it's really traumatic so when you know, it would be so powerful to have survivors talking about their experiences, but actually have to think quite hard about whether it's appropriate because mm. of the re-traumatising effect of talking about something so difficult. Mm. So some survivors really want to talk about it and that's amazing, but a lot of them can't be identified. And mm. that actually poses a real problem with media where a lot of people want to have somebody on camera talking about what they've been through. Mm. So you do have to be a lot more creative in how you can get people to cover this story and in a way that actually makes impact.
1: Yeah. It's a difficult issue, I imagine, even for you and the rest of the communications team to have to deal with day in, day out, hearing some of these very difficult stories and firsthand talking to some of these victims. How do you uh, look after yourself and the team when having to deal with something that's so tough every single day?
0: Um, So, IGM is actually really good at looking after its staff. So, one of the things we do is some of our retreats and stuff, we have counsellors who we can go and talk to. you do hear horrendous things. I mean, I've heard the worst stories I've ever heard in the last year since I've been working for mm. IJM. Um, I spent a week traveling around the UK with a survivor of cyber sex trafficking, which is this new and particularly disgusting and dark crime where Western paedophiles pay to livestream the sexual abuse of children. Um, but I think for me, rather than that making me like deeply depressed, even though it is deeply depressing, <laughs> mm. It just actually kind of makes me angry and want to fight harder. So I just really want to fight for Joy, the girl I met, because she kind of felt like my little sister by the end of the week. And she wrote me this really sweet card being like, you're like my sister. And I thought, you know, if anything's gonna inspire you to keep doing what you're doing and to fight harder, it's when you meet people who are incredible, talented people who deserve to have the opportunity to live the life that they were made to live. um, And who nearly had that stolen from them by traffickers and abusers. Um, If we can be part of helping them give them the opportunity to have their lives back I think that's such an amazing thing and so that's kind of what keeps me going. Mm.
1: This might be a bit of a thorny issue maybe not but most of these uh, many charities in particular uh, that are working with these types of difficult issues are fighting partly to get their message out there, but partly trying to solve the wider issue, right, of, of slavery. So how important to you is the role of things like coalitions between different organizations? How do you make sure that the IJM message is getting out there without necessarily, um, you know, getting as much impact as you could possibly get by working in unison the the country is in a very divided place. We are in a very most divided times, many would say around the world. So how important is collaboration and coalition in what you do and, and how do you handle that in the media?
0: Um, so last week I was in America and talking to our global CEO and founder, Gary Haugen. Um, And I asked him, what did he think was the biggest barrier to us achieving our 2030 vision, which is to end slavery in our lifetime? No Mm. mean feat. Um, And he said, not doing partnership well.
1: Right, wow.
0: And I thought, wow, I mean, that's kind of sums up who are. like Mm. everything we do is in partnership. Like when we're working on the ground, we partner with local authorities and government and police, because actually, if they're not solving the problem, we're just being uh we're just kind of going in there and uh sort of creating a lot of work for ourselves but also not solving the problem so you know really it's about local communities um and governments and authorities being empowered to tackle this issue on the ground at source Mm -hmm. so for me i think like in terms of how we work with other organizations um and you know that tension between whether we get ijm profiled or the issue profiled I think like to me they are part of the same thing we need to make sure that this issue is out there I don't mind who talks about it but we need to be aware that slavery is real it's happening today and affects all of us but that it is possible to end slavery in our lifetime if we put enough resources behind it Mm -hmm. if we um, work with governments and authorities to tackle slavery at source And, and actually I think that there's a massive opportunity from partnership and what IJM really believes is that we've seen on the ground huge decreases in slavery in areas where IJM's working and um, because we believe that our theory of change works which is basically to partner with police and local authorities to tackle slavery mm. to do undercover investigations to go and do rescue operations and then importantly to prosecute slave owners and traffickers which acts as a deterrent so we know that works and as far as we're concerned we actually don't mind who does that but we would really mm. love more people to to see that justice systems need to be restored if we're going to get rid of slavery long-term. So, um, yeah, actually, to be honest, in Delhi, we're not actually doing any of the work ourselves on the ground. We're just training local organisations to do what we've been doing, and we're seeing absolutely massive change. So, partnership, vital.
1: Well, so partnering is one of the things you're doing with organisations, you're doing it on the ground. And for many at home, maybe listening to this in their cars or uh, wherever they're listening to it, uh, maybe thinking, that's that's all great, but well, what can I do about it? So, Today being you know, Anti-Slavery Day, what are you asking people to do? Is it just a call to arms? Is that actual action that people can take? Maybe help us work out what we should be doing to help fight that that cause.
0: Yeah, well, actually, today one of the things that IJM really wants to do is to raise enough money to send for a rescue operation. So we think that if we can get enough people on board today, it costs five thousand pounds to send a rescue operation, and so that means like you know actual people who are in slavery right now will be free. Which is huge. So, people can donate to IGM to help make that happen Uh, if they go to igmuk.org forward slash give. But, broader than that, as well, you know, I think we need to realize that in the UK, loads of the products that we're buying, so everything from your smartphone to your clothes to chocolate, coffee, roses, makeup, can have slavery in the supply chain. Like, something like 71% of UK businesses said that they think that there's probably slavery in their supply chain somewhere just because it's kind of so hard to monitor. Well, I'll
1: say that again, 71%. 71%.
0: according to Ethical Trading Initiative said that 71% of companies in the UK think there could be slavery in their supply chain. That's
1: there. huge, isn't it?
0: I mean, that should be pretty sobering for all of us, right? Mm. I was pretty shocked when I saw that. And so this is an issue that touches all of us every day. And actually one of the things we can do is we can like help by championing ethical brands. So looking at what you're buying, but also not like that, boycotting the brands that you normally buy and love, but actually getting in touch with them and saying, I really care about this. What are you doing to try and stop slavery in the supply chains? Can you tell me um, what practices you have in place um, to stop exploitation? And, you know, moving on from that as well, it's a case of raising awareness. Like so many people still don't really realise that slavery today is real or how bad it is. So sharing on social media especially today for anti-slavery day you know 40 million people in slavery 40 million is 40 million too many um and just calling people to take action wherever they can telling friends family getting involved
1: that's great well if you want to get involved find out more you can go to where ijm.org
0: www.ijmuk.org
1: uk.org and what should people be sharing on social media if they're doing that as well
0: So if you go on IJM's social media channels, IJM UK, um, there's tons of content to share there about the number of people in slavery, what we can do, the actions we can take particularly today, and getting behind IJM's campaign to make slave-free normal in the products we buy.
1: Great. Well, Molly, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us about it on this special episode of Signal for Anti-Slavery Day. Thanks. Thank you. That's all for now for this special edition of Signal from Christians in Media. We're going to have loads more content coming out over the next few weeks and months from the Church and Media Conference. So if you need to check out more, you can go to christiansinmedia.co.uk and we'll see you very soon on the next episode of Signal.